viu rico namorar pobre? your favorite trio the c to the l to the t um also known as i'll censor myself because last time i said that you know there was an uproar but say la t is here and we're happy to be able to give you your favorite pop culture news i have with me today um the incomparable sherry thompson what up and everyone's favorite fuckboy, Shane Howell. Happy Friday, babies. Welcome to Clit. Welcome to Clit. We're very uh, glad to be here. You guys. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, please. So I hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode. I'm sure you got some um, questions answered because constantly I feel like we're being asked about our status. So, I mean, it was kind of fun to talk about get off our chest, bear our souls a little bit. Um, but this week, you know, we're kind of back to our regular traditional episode, talking shit about people who make more money than us. Um, so I'll just kick us off. Actually, this isn't talking shit. This is more of me like giving praise, but I started watching only murders in the building on Hulu. And if you haven't started watching it, I recommend it. It's very good. Martin short is in it. Selena Gomez is in it. Steve Martin is in it. Nathan Lane is in it. Like, it's a really star-studded cast. And you know what? I talk a lot of shit about Selena Gomez as a, like, singer because I just really feel like she has no business doing that. And I use the term singer very loosely. Um, but I actually love her as an actress and she's doing a splendid job in Only Murders in the Building. I would hope so because she's one of the executive producers. But have either of you watched it yet? I have not, no. but I honestly forget that Selena Gomez started out as an actress. Like that also, that constantly surprises me. And I, I remember seeing the trailer for Only Murders in the Building and being like, oh, I forgot. Like she started as an actress because my first thought was, she's acting now? And I went, oh, wait. That is too hilarious. You know what? We don't talk about this enough. She was giving us fantastic comedic timing on Wizards of Waverly Place. She was very talented on that show. Fuck that. She was great on Barney. Bitch, she was on Barney, wasn't she? Her ass was on Barney. I didn't watch her on Barney because I feel like I was 15 at that point. No, she's like a year younger than us. Yeah, but I think she was 12 on Barney. Okay, but her and Demi Lovato became best friends on Barney. Yeah, I knew that. But you should definitely watch it. It's great. Um, I love the plot. It's just very fun kind of like a very fun fast-paced whodunit so it's like the characters are kind of quirky and larger than life and i find it actually to be very refreshing in a world where now all of the characters we see on tv are almost so realistic that they're boring like these characters have character and honestly i'm loving it i think it's i think we're halfway through the season and it's, it's really good. It's got some cute little twists and turns. What is everybody else consuming? Um, real quick as a side note, just while we were talking about wizards of Waverly plays, I did see this tweet that made me cackle the other day because it was saying like the biggest lie that Disney has ever tried to sell us was the fact that David Henry was supposed to be like a nerdy, kid that nobody wanted to get with and i'm like david henry's fucking gorgeous he was a fucking smoke show i'm sorry he was hot as hell and they kept putting him in those tank tops and like those like sleeveless outfits i'm like are you kidding me i'm supposed to believe that nobody wants him Because uh, I want him. I'm yeah. nobody then because gay awakening. I want him. No, I feel like your gay awakening had to be before then. Uh I mean yeah my gay awakening was Britney Spears but um Another, talking about Gay Awakening being sexually attracted to characters, um, let's talk about Shang-Chi because Shang-Chi is fucking Shang-Chi is fucking fine. He's hot. I'm sorry. He's fine. Every, listen, my first thought leaving that movie this weekend was I am sexually attracted to every character in this movie, probably at the top of the list, 
Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh could literally, but no, it's it's Shang Chi is probably my favorite like origin story that Marvel's done since Black Panther. Um, it's I I loved it. Like it's it's not without its its plot holes plot wise, but like the characters that it introduces. The style that it shot in a lot of like it's by far the best fight scenes in the entire MCU. Um, the choreography of the fight scenes is incredible. The first one in particular, like very crouching tiger, hidden dragon, like I love. It's so fucking good. Like it's traditional martial arts. Is that what they're? Is that what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the majority of the it. fight scenes are like heavily choreographed. It's like this really fast paced, but just like beautiful. Like all the fight scenes feel like a dance. Um, which makes it feel like really unique and special to, to Marvel. Um, they also too, like in comparison to black Panther, uh, they also released an album that was like music inspired by Shang-Chi by a bunch of up and coming Asian artists, uh, which is also really fucking good. So it's like up there with like the black Panther soundtrack that Kendrick Wait, did. I love that. I need to listen to it because the black Panther soundtrack was everything to me. Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh Marvel had a lot of new highs with Shang-Chi in my opinion. I can't wait to see how that particular storyline and character like progresses in this new phase of the cinematic universe. Cause whew, it's fantastic. You know what's wild? For so long, minorities were not portrayed in a major way on screen because people believed that if there are not white people in the main character roles, that no one is going to go to the movie theater to see them. And wow, what a lie that was. Well, and the (laughs) fact that each time, like, they even, like, there was even that comment made about how Shang-Chi was going to be kind of a test run and it was going to be like you know it was going to be interesting to see how it plays out in theaters and like that's fucking bullshit like it's it's it broke labor day weekend records for box office sales the last thing that held the the title for like the best labor day weekend opening was rob zombies original like halloween remake um but it made great money especially in this like in the middle of a pandemic um, and like the representation, I mean, g- comparing it to, to black Panther in a way, the fact that like each of these movies has a single white character that is the butt of every joke of the movie is like, they're fucking so lame. Like, <laughs> and it, I honestly it, like it because we never see that. We never, no, see we that never. Yeah. like Martin Freeman was perfect for, for black Panther. The character that they have in Shang-Chi is also like just this like really interesting, like funny comic relief. That's just like really fucking lame. Um, and in the middle of like this all-star cast of, of Asian American actors, like it's, uh, it's so, it's so good. I, I loved it. I can't wait to see it again. Um, I definitely will be watching it because um, I take every opportunity I can to mention the fact that I am an Asian. So um, I have to support my people by going to watch the movie. And you know what? Asians are the fucking baddest bitches in the world. I'm sorry. Like people try to dim the Asian light so hard and you just really can't. Like remember when Parasite parasite popped on the scene we were all obsessed with that movie we didn't even know what the fuck they were saying it was good as fuck and we enjoyed it just because we liked the energy so i will definitely be watching and my girl isn't aquafina in it she is aquafina is amazing i fucking love aquafina i love aquafina i would die for aquafina to be honest sherry what have you been watching my lovebird Okay, so I didn't get a chance to watch anything new this week. Um, been at work for this holiday weekend. That is Labor Day. I worked very hard. Um, instead, it's not a media recommendation, but I made my own yogurt in my Instant Pot, and it was I so much it. fun. Honestly, Are you drop I the recipe. It's actually just milk and yogurt starter, aka yogurt with live cultures in it. So. Yeah, I'm never buying yogurt again, ever. It's so cheap to make your own yogurt. What? Yeah, so I'm over here. I made frozen yogurt the other day in my ice cream maker. Um, I'm on my way to making cream cheese. Um, Yeah, 
I'm just doing just fine. I love that. Sherry is becoming self-sufficient and making all her groceries. I'm like, does she know something that we don't preparing for the fucking apocalypse and shit? Like, what are you doing? You know what? Let me tell you something. I can't eat ice cream and yogurt anymore that I don't make because I can taste the difference in the milk quality that they use. You can tell that they don't use like good quality milk. It literally, I feel like this is how vegetarians, no, vegans feel eating dairy again is how I feel eating yogurt and ice cream I haven't made. Interesting. I don't know anything about milk quality because I do not drink milk. And if I ever have milk, it's literally the cheapest milk I can find on the shelf. Um, I don't know literally anything about milk milk quality. So I'm sure you could teach me um, a lot about that. No, not really. Um, They basically just add a lot of hormones and shit to um, the cow to get more milk. And that's why it tastes bad. So... Yeah, you're probably not grass feeding the cow, stuff like that. It's the same as like with meat when you're eating it. Like, oh, this cow is grass fed before we killed it. So, yeah, you can taste the difference. Definitely. And next I will be making non-dairy yogurt. I just need to find some cultures. Um, That's really cute. I love that for you. Thanks. I hope you drop the recipe details so people can follow along at home, like an episode I of can. Zoom. I can. And I did make Greek yogurt um, as well, which is delicious. Oh, my God. Wow. Actually, I forgot to stop straining it. So I think I've made cream cheese. <laughs> Oops. Um, so we can finally talk about White Lotus because someone has finally caught up. So why Who's someone? Who is someone? Sherry, everybody knew it was I think every single thing. listener actually, can yes. figure out who exactly. <laughs> I actually, I actually was caught up when the last episode came out. So this time, that is not valid. As soon as yeah, the last episode still premiered, a month I watched after it. the show ended. No, it's not. When the last, when the show ended, I watched it. All right, Mama. Okay, let's talk I'm about it. Tell you guys. Let's talk about it then. Um, okay. okay, so Shane, I feel like you go ahead and kick us off because you're our resident cinephile. So you tell us kind of what your overall feeling. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> Sherry, I think you missed that. I'm talking to Shane, and he just his mic is muted. He just starts screaming, "Jack, stop! I'm gonna beat your ass!" <laughs> I'm oh, yeah, laughing my ass off that you could hear what I, you could read on my lips what I said. <laughs> he was doing that when you were introducing the episode and I was giggling to myself on mute. Oh my God, that is too funny. Anyway, Shane, I feel like you should kick us off. You're our resident cinephile. So you tell us kind of All right. what Speaking the vibe of, is. Eating ass and eating ass. Let's talk about White Lotus. Um, so <laughs> it's not going to be surprising, but I love White Lotus, but... I I love watching rich people deal with like everyday regular regular people problems like and also Mike White the creator of White Lotus has some other really great movies that I love um he also he did The Good Girl with Jennifer Aniston and he also did uh another one of my favorites is Beatrice at Dinner which stars Salma Hayek Um, and he has a really good knack for just taking people and setting them into a new situation and just basically just kind of seeing what happens. Like what would happen if you stuck all these people at a dinner party together, if it's Beatrice at dinner, or if you stuck all those people at a resort for a week, completely isolated from the rest of, um, society, how would things play out with different classes, um, racial relations, things like that. Um, I, have some issues with the finale, but I think my issues with the finale come from a place of like watching interviews with Mike White afterwards. Like he's just as conflicted as everybody else was on it. Like there's certain things that happen with certain storylines that maybe didn't play out the way that you intended them to, but they play out in a way that I would argue is probably the most realistic in the sense that like the show ended for me in a very realistic way that at this point, spoilers ahead, we're going to be talking about it, but um, whenever Rachel goes back to Shane at the end, I think that's the one that people are the most conflicted by. And I was so mad and so upset by it. But at the same time, like 
what else was going to happen? Like what else was she going to do? Especially with the way the final episode played out with her story. Um, and I think that each character in many ways, like ends up changed to a sense. Um, but at the end of the day, privileged people are always going to have a privileged lifestyle unless it's ripped away from them. And how much, how much change can really happen? Um, I thought that performances were great. I thought that like writing was great. I was cackling every week while also like clutching my pearls at shit that was happening on screen. Um, another little side thing that like quick point, I am a whore for a good film score and like the composition for that score for white Lotus is so fucking good. And like the animal sounds in the background and like, just like the chaotic, like, drums and like oh i loved it um but y'all give me y'all's thoughts on it and then we can get a little deeper okay so i thought overall i would give the series an eight uh i enjoyed it for what it was um definitely white people vacationing um and having white people problems (laughs) which is funny to watch because on the staff side of it, that is exactly what I deal with on a day-to-day basis. That rich guy who really wanted that room and couldn't get it, I swear to God, people make such a big deal out of little things. And watching that happen gave me, like, triggered by PTSD to the situations I deal with at work. Like, it's it's not life or death. Let it go. Um, I actually didn't fall in love with the series the way that I thought I was going to, which I'm disappointed about. Uh, And now that I think about it, it's because the rich white people won at the end, which kind of pissed me off. Like watching that black woman do all that work for Jennifer Coolidge's character and get fucking nothing had me hot. When I tell you I'm still hot, it probably made me not like the entire series like I was so fucking hot the demise of that manager is currently what I'm going through I am not on drugs nor am I eating any ass because I told you last week that I am single but I feel him when that woman was pregnant at the beginning Lonnie. <laughs> he was like, what's wrong with you, Lonnie, do you, do you not I eat? Her. are you not clean when you eat that shit was so funny because my managers do that to me all the time and i'm looking at that i'm like i'm in fucking pain if you won't let me go home but i need this job. <laughs> like it's so sad because all of the ethnic people lost in the end all of them i felt like i lost after watching that shit i felt a little dejected and yeah that's where i'm at okay so i have a couple things to say about that sherry i feel like you having a response to it at all means that it did what it needed to do like i feel like you well, having yeah. any type of reaction is honestly good for me I, there I were so many things that i really loved about it and there are so many things that i could do without shane first i just need to preface this by saying you've never bought something and said you dislike it and the only thing you've ever disliked was cats so i urge you this- to find something that you dislike in the world because you like literally See- fucking everything you tried to argue with me over the last season of game of thrones yes i'm coming for you because you like everything have a critical eye there's okay, but I don't know if that's like a crit. I can still have criticism for something, but if there's something that I enjoyed, and it's at the end of the day, I enjoy media, I enjoy entertainment. Like, I think there is something, like, from an artistic perspective, there is something to be gained from every piece of art that you're given. Like, there is something to find no, in it. Not. Yes, there is. There are there are things that you can choose to focus what on. What did you and, gain like, from cats? A great time. A fucking laugh, bitch. A that great was time. Amazing. A great time. Like, that is I what it needed to do. Great time with it. <laughs> that, um, that was an entertainment piece, definitely. That I think that there's something to be found in every piece of art that you consume. I think like it's I I personally like it's something that people say all the time. Like they're like, oh, you you tend to like everything. I'm like, I don't see that as a bad thing. I can go find something to enjoy whenever I'm going to the movies or I'm turning on my TV to escape into some story or something that I'm watching. Um, and like, while there are still criticisms there, which we're, we'll get into in a second with white Lotus at the end of the day, like 
I'm going to trust the writer and I'm going to trust the, the artistic vision that wasn't mine. And I'm going to try to get what I can out of it to at least enjoy myself. Because if I don't like something, then it, it's a, it was a waste of my time. Like, and right. I could so be negative try, and I could be so mad So you about try it. to give yourself a reason to like it so you don't feel like you wasted your time. Not even necessarily give myself a reason. Just find my, the first thing that I ask whenever I walk out of something that I maybe didn't like. The first thing I will try to focus on is like, okay, what are things that I did like about it? Like, what was it doing correctly? What did I get out of it? And... I'm going to choose to focus on those things because those are the things that make me happy to be an artist. That's a really, um, honestly, very optimistic reason. And I don't know that I have criticism towards that. I think for me, I definitely approach things with, listen, I'm broke. I'm killing myself to get into the industry. So impress me. I'm not working. You're working. So there needs to be a reason as to why you showed up here and you got the job and you did what you had to do. Right. If Nepotism, you're not baby. Me, but if you're not impressing me, then you've wasted my time. And you've also wasted an opportunity that could have gone to someone who would impress me, which is how I feel. I don't disagree with that. And that's where I will say, usually the things that if you'll, if you take note of like the things that I will compliment about something, especially if like performances were an issue, then usually my compliments to something and my appreciation for something comes from the production side of it. It usually comes from like the people involved in the creation of like the script or of the cinematography and things like that, because that's one of the things I like about film overall. And really just like media in general is the collaboration of a bunch of different artists. And I don't, I don't personally in my mind think it's fair to hold the hundreds of other people that contributed to something accountable for the mistakes and lack of an, a single actor. And it's unfortunate because like that actor is the one that we're watching. Right. But there's so much other work that went into it that that's the kind of stuff that like, I try to like look at and appreciate from like a production side of things. I think that's fair. And honestly, you're right. There's so many other people that are working on projects and they deserve recognition as well. But sometimes it's like all of those things coming together to create the vision, right? Where it's like, if one of the things doesn't work, then like the whole thing kind of doesn't work. You know, like I think about that with like theater performances too. It's like people could be giving you a performance of a lifetime. If the lighting is shitty and I can't see the actors, then Okay. Oh, I'm way more critical <laughs> yeah. of theater. You want to yeah. talk about you want to hear me get like negative about stuff? Talk to me about theater because theater is where I will start getting pissy about stuff. And I'm like, this is unacceptable at a certain right. point. I kind of feel that way about film though, because it's like for theater, people are really working for pennies, right? So it's like, okay, they're they they are going to take risks. They're going to do these like really out of the box situations and they may not be for everyone. My problem with film is it's like there's only so much you can do outside of like this is mainstream media, right? It's like even the most artistic of films, it's like it's still existing within the confines of like mainstream media and i will say with white lotus i didn't dislike white lotus i will go ahead and say like it wasn't my favorite there were a couple of things that i like couldn't get over but i didn't dislike it i really have mixed feelings about the overall plot because i showed up every week and watched the episodes and was really excited for what was going to happen and kind of like I loved that feeling of being on the edge of my seat and not knowing like what was going to come next where they lost me is the fact that like all of that was for nothing. Cause like the climax was not climactic enough. Like it was just honestly like not a big enough, like end to this, this like incredible builds that they were making. Like I needed it to be something absolutely crazy. And like, it just, I mean, I'm really sad that Armand died, but like it wasn't, I just feel like it wasn't climactic. Um, in terms of that, I agree with you. My issues also come with the writing because it built up to nothing. It really, instead of a very modern plot where you dive off a cliff, I was jumping off into the shallow end of a pool. Like what the fuck? Like Shay, I was, I was so accurate. That's yeah, so accurate. Like I was in, I was in three feet of water and I feel like this was rushed. The plot, 
I understand that they bought, brought in the big wigs and the actors, but there's only so much that they can do because this is a script. My issues are literally with before you start filming anything. Like, I don't think they fleshed it out enough, to be quite honest. They had all of these great characters, but then nothing happened with them. The no, characters none of were them. amazing. Jennifer Coolidge was amazing. And the fact that we didn't really see anything happen with her character is like so disappointing to me. Like I was really it, expecting yeah. for her to go on this like journey as a character, like see some type of range and like literally nothing happened. There was nothing for her to play with. It was just her doing the exact same thing every single episode. And there was never a cosmic shift in her character's direction at all. Like nothing happened. And it's like, I see what he was trying to do where, like you said, the series did what it needed to do for me. But the thing is, this show was not for people like me. It was, I feel this is for rich people to understand that their actions are not right. But at the end, nothing happened to them. They were not reprimanded for anything they did. In fact, they came out on top. That's a that, really good point. And I did not think saying. about that. That's what, like, what? that. But that's where I would say, like, I feel like there's a certain and this is where it, it becomes like the questionable subject of like media and writing. And I, I think, you know, there's there's that that saying about how, like, you know, film theater or whatever it may have you is basically meant to like hold a mirror up to like society and like the world that we live in and present a reality. And I think for me, like, I don't need I don't need the show to be the one that. I don't need the characters in the show to be the people that change. I need the people who are watching the show who see like what has happened to other people. Because the thing is we as an audience get the perspective of seeing Belinda's downfall. We get the emotional impact of seeing these characters that have been ridiculed and blamed and shit on for a week. We get to see what happened to them. We get to see them play out to the sense that eventually they become nothing. Like whenever the servant characters, like, the the staff whenever their story is done they're just removed from the show like you never see them again and there's something to be said about their absence that i feel like the characters you know you look at connie Britton or steve zahn or jennifer coolidge like they don't see what they don't see the damage and the repercussions of what they did we as an audience get to see that and so like i don't need connie Britton to change i need the person who relates to connie Britton the most watching the show to see what happened as a result of her actions and realize, oh, have I done that to someone before? Um, I understand what you're saying, but I do disagree with you. I think that where the show went wrong was they should have shown us what happened to her little Hawaiian boyfriend. I wanted to see him in jail. I should have seen a follow through with that. All I saw was him kind of being carted off by the police. So yes, he was removed from the show, but also for the audience, also removed from my mind. He's not on the show anymore. That's what I'm saying. In effect, it does the same thing that it does in real life, where it's like, mm, sucks for them. They'll figure it out. Definitely, as someone who's in the service industry watching that, I did not feel fulfilled if that's what it was supposed to do. In fact, more of the same. The way that they were waving to the next sea ship that came in, I was like, yep, that's me every day when I walk the fuck in. Dejected. Shadow of myself shell of my spirit so fucking just <laughs> nothing i did not feel better after watching white lotus in fact i thought to myself well fuck it how about i buy more stuff from amazon so old boy can go back into space because it doesn't matter what i do you know what i mean well, like I that didn't I see what you're saying, Sherry. And my thing is, if it was a matter of class, then they could have diversified the rich people a little bit more. It got a little bit kind of 1950s when all of the people who worked at the hotel were people of color. Like, was I watching Dirty this Dancing? This is weird. Like, I, anytime I go to a, ho- a nice hotel, first of all, I don't know if you guys know this about me i'm fucking black my family goes to nice hotels all the time and honestly my mom is giving very much funny britain okay so i thought it was really bizarre that all of the guests at the hotel were white like that was just weird and then it just honestly gives you an unnecessarily bad taste in your mouth 
for the production because it, I, I could tell it wasn't intended to be that way. But then what ends up happening is all of the people of color are the servants and all the white people were rich and, and it's like her, the story her was carried by white characters and all of the people of color were basically tertiary characters. And I don't think that that was the overall point. I think they were trying, it was supposed to be a commentary on class and it ended up being a commentary on race. Right. And her friend, her ethnic friend who is teaching Paula. the family, all this stuff, Paula, thank you. And she literally gains nothing. In fact, she makes someone go to jail she feels worse. She, we find out that old girl cheated on her, like used used her boyfriend to get back at her. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to see that shit as me, me specifically. Like, that did not empower her. It crushed her. Another thing, something that pissed me off from Jump. If I see another motherfucking exotic film or TV show that is color graded yellow, I'm gonna puke. Blech. That's me puking <laughs> on the production. I am tired. I puked on the production. That's why it's yellow. That's why it's yellow. It's bile. It's stomach bile. I was pissed off from, I, you know what? Those are the little subtle things that I'm looking at. That's how I knew off jump it was gonna be some bullshit. It had me hot from the beginning, and I was right. Like, why the fuck is this shit yellow? It's not yellow everywhere you go in Hawaii. It's yellow everywhere you go in motherfucking United States because we have toxins in the motherfucking <laughs> air. They don't have toxins over there. They are very natural and organic. We are the ones burning fossil fuels for fun. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you guys doing? What's happening here? It's like every time yeah. you go to Mexico, every single show, look at Narcos, is yellow. Why? We get it. You're somewhere new. We can make that assertion because the terrain is different. I see a volcano. I'm actually cracking up because you're so right about that. I can't even argue with that. That's very accurate. And I am a colorist. Not about race. I, You're a colorist? I was like, no, 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 no. So in editing, oh my God. So in production, when you are in charge of the color, you are quote unquote, the, I, I'm sorry. Can we reset that? Girl, I'm sorry. I am wow. a colorist. <laughs> that was I'm very ill place. Her, her being a colorist. I no. Okay, please, Karen, no, go no. ahead. No. <laughs> Can you call me Karina at least? <laughs> no. Spice it up. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, when you're doing editing. Go back and to you what you were saying about you being a colorist. This is me and what I'm saying about being a colorist. Okay. Got it. So when you're doing editing, you have full, someone put a motherfucking filter on that and said, you know what? We're going to make this shit yellow. No, do not do that. If you notice everywhere that is cold, they make it blue. It's little subtle things like that. When you start watching or every action movie is blue. Every single action movie you ever see, the color grading is going to be gray to blue to show they're somewhere urban or that we use a lot of CGI. If you watch, you'll see that. Okay. Let's talk about the performances. I'll start. Um, I don't like Sydney Sweeney. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I want to like her. I kept trying to like her in Euphoria. I tried to like her at the beginning of this show. She is, um, in my opinion, not that good at acting because it's literally her person on screen every single time that I watch it. Like she is not, she's the exact same character in everything that she is in. Well, including I think once upon a time in Hollywood. So how did she do that? I don't know. Actually, she should I get an award for literally doing the exact same thing in every single fucking thing she's in. Cause that's just impressive to me. How do you with characters with completely different circumstances, give me the exact same performance every single time. Oh, well, I would venture that the show did what it intended to do, because I think they cast her so she could be the exact same as she is everywhere else. So people would remember her drug usage in Euphoria. I think that was his intention as a writer. 
like her acting literally puts me to sleep. Like she's not engaging at all. There's nothing behind her eyes. Like is she it's literally you Zoe Kravitz. No, Zoe Kravitz is more Where? is more engaged than her. Like she's literally Damn. dead behind her eyes. Like at one point, I was like watching the show, and I'm like, is it a situation with catch light? Like, does she not have enough light in her eyes? No, bitch. I was looking at two little dots right in her eyes, but it's her soul that's dead. Like there was nothing there. She was not doing anything. Like she's acting with Paula and Paula is like you know giving me eyes giving me soul like really like doing what she has to do probably because she was heavy lifting every fucking scene she was in with that girl because she didn't do anything she was giving dead fish I do want to say one thing I was so highly attracted to the Hawaiian people on that motherfucking show All, all of those people on the rowing team I need Yo, to move. There was one in red shorts Yo. on the rowing team. Oh, hoo hoo, baby. Red shorts, if you're out there, hit me up, daddy. He was We're so single. fine. Honestly, and her little boyfriend. Oh my God. I Kai need to is hot off. as fuck. Whoa, my God. Like, I wanted to know more about the staff. The white people I had enough of as well. Like they kept on going back to the guests. And I feel like this show was more about the staff. I feel like if they would have focused on the staff more, they would have had a more interesting show to be quite honest with you. And I think that's why the acting was so lackluster for us because those characters were fleshed out in the first episode. I don't need any more. I don't want to go back to old boy who just got married yelling at his fiance because she doesn't understand the finer things in life. I'm good on that. I get it. I was going to say, listen, the only other performance that I really did not love was Jack, Jake Lacey as Shane. Like, I just really feel like his character was so one note and like, it, it gave me nothing. It gave me CBT. We all know the, we all know that person. We all know someone is that person. And for me, like I, the person that I'm comparing him to, like, I thought he was great because I thought he captured it perfectly. They're so lame. They're so boring. And yet they consistently are just trying to find power in every situation, no matter what, to where like, they're just, they're just boring, colorless excuses for human beings. Like they are just there. So but my characters. problem with the performance was that he knew that like you can never judge your character as an actor and like his 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 portrayal was like he knew that he was a, wor- a worthless piece of shit you know what i mean it's like that's not interesting i need you to think that you're the most stand-up guy in the world and like you're talking to her in such a degrading way but like you don't know it's degrading because you're a piece of shit but you don't know you're a piece of shit i feel like his performance was him commenting on the fact that like he's supposed to be this big douchebag asshole and it's like in real life people don't think that about themselves especially those people we know who are douchebag assholes like they're trying their best to be the nice guy but it just doesn't work out because you're a fucking self-obsessed sociopath his performance was very much like he knew he was a piece of shit and he was just playing that the whole time like that's fair i can see that it's not interesting it's one note but i did think I would- alexandra daddario was amazing though and i usually don't per- particularly enjoy I her love, i liked her a lot <laughs> I would say that that's a problem with the script as well. Like there, yeah, he was pretty one note, but there was also nowhere to go. Like he did not grow at the end of the series. Like he's like, oops, killed him. He's on the plane with me. That was it. What? (laughs) We need some justice for Armand. That man went through it. He killed his sobriety for you (laughs) and himself. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I just, I wanted more because I know that there was more there. There was so much more in that script. Well, this is where I think there's like, this is kind of goes on a bit of a tangent with the, uh, the concept of just like limited series in general, because all these criticisms are things that like I was, you know, there's a good article that's like Mike White, like responding to criticisms about the series. And I'm interested now to see like with these criticisms, because I, I do think he's a very great creator and writer. And I, I'm interested to see, like, since it, it did get renewed for a season two, um, I'm interested to see where White Lotus? Sherry, I see your face. Yeah. But here's the thing. So what they're doing with it is because, I mean, it's, it's the most successful show of like the HBO Max era, like of HBO. Like they made bank on they that show. They just started. Of course it is. But it's the um, 
their season two is going to focus on it's entirely new characters and entirely new like franchise of the white lotus separate stories separate characters and i'm interested to see like where that goes and where that concept goes i love the i love the limited series like anthology concept because i think it gives creators a way to build on what they did before and i think white lotus is in a great place to as a starting place i mean i'm really interested to see like what they do with the second season i agree and i think that's why it's important to be critical of media because then you have somewhere to go like i hate when i would perform and be like what do you guys think and everyone would be like you were great it was amazing everything you did was perfect it's like although that gives me a warm fluffy feeling inside it's not it's serving me it's not helpful and that's why i try to be critical of media not only for i mean obviously like these people are never going to listen to this but mostly for myself so i can be able to learn and assess and say okay this is how when i am now in my season how i can do better than the people that came before me you know I do think that American Crime Story, one of the first limited series that really just hit it off, did, has and continuously does a really good job of limited series. So I think that's why I'm so critical of White Lotus, because limited series has been done very well in like the past couple of years. This one just didn't hit the way I wanted it to hit because, yeah. Okay, we can't talk about performances and not we can't wrap up this White Lotus conversation without discussing Murray Bartlett. I mean, for him alone, for him alone, I would say that I liked it because he was incredible. (laughs) Yes. Like he basically gave us a masterclass on character performance and it was so masterfully done like honestly the whole time i watched him i'm like wow this is a real actor like you're giving me a larger than life character rooted in truth and that is not easy to do like i believed every single thing that he said and did and yet it was never one note or boring or overly realistic i really like that this show regardless of like the criticisms that people have towards it like it is very very good for his career like finally because have you guys have you guys watched looking on hbo so that was the first thing i ever saw him in it's basically sex in the city gay men in san francisco um limited not limited series it was supposed to be a full-on series on hbo it made it two seasons and then it got canceled because like the viewers just were not it just wasn't up to par with the other stuff they were producing and it primarily geared towards a gay audience like a lot of their, their, their primary viewers were not only just LGBT, it was gay men watching the show. Um, but that show was one of the first times that like I had ever felt like represented on screen. And there's also different ages for the characters. So like Murray Bartlett is in it and he's kind of giving us the, the older generation of gay men. And I absolutely like fell in love with him on that show like he's so fucking good and like like you said like everything he does is just like oh it's it's amazing and he's so fun to watch that like seeing the success of the white lotus and specifically like his praise and critical acclaim from the show like i could only hope it just like skyrockets him to doing more mainstream stuff because he deserves it like damn he was giving laura dern in big little lies yes definitely Larger than life, like you said. Sherry, that's so accurate. Like, I can't believe I remembered the woman's name because I am bad at names. This podcast is making me better. I am. I'm sorry. Everyone is looking at me flabbergasted right now. I mean, you need to remember, if there's one name you remember, it's Laura Dern. Like, she's like one of the greatest actresses of our time. I agree. (laughs) Like, Laura Linney. See? I didn't know that name. In my repertoire, three years ago before we started... And I'm going to be honest. I knew that I knew who she was, but I did not, I could not recall her name. He is now completely on my radar. I agree with you. I still liked the show. I have a lot of criticisms of it, but that's because I also liked a lot of things. I think that the father and son character were a bit much. Uh, I think they, I saw what you were trying to do. I don't think you hit it on the nail the way that other characters were hit on the nail. And I, I, maybe that's why, because he was so good in his role. We saw where other people were not doing as much work. 
Maybe that's it. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge was doing all of the work, but they gave her nothing. Oh. Like, how dare you cast Jennifer Coolidge and not use her? That is just a crime oh, against I think they, humanity. I think they used her. I think they used, used her. Used her to do what? She didn't do a They used her thing. as Hitler's mom. That's I mean, what that show, But see, that's where, and that's where it's, then you get into the 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 issue of actors who are who are known for certain things that end up reprising those roles and situations to where like that's what Jennifer Coolidge does best and like this role was written for her like that was in the contract that like you're not doing the show unless you guys cast Jennifer Coolidge in this role because nobody else is going to play it. Um, but you got to give her somewhere to go. Thank you, Sherry. You, and that's thing. you can't just leave her to do what she does. That's not fair. She's an actor who wants to play. Well, yeah, of course. But I mean, since when are since when is media accommodating actors and what we want to do that? We don't see that. Ever, if which you're is a writing problem a role for someone, industry. if you're writing a role for someone, you write a role for them to play. You're you're if you're giving me a role. Yeah, you don't give a fuck about me. You're saying they wrote this role for Jennifer Coolidge and you did nothing with her. That's weird. Have you never seen a Jennifer Coolidge movie before? I mean, I, I see where you're coming from and I I'm, I can't say I disagree with you for me for the purpose of the show and what my opinion is on what the show was doing as we talked about before which that's what we're just going to go in a circle on that is that I think that she was used in a way that made sense for the show and what was happening with her character and with what I got out of the show overall. I think that's fair. Now, did they use Jennifer Coolidge the woman? No, they did not. Did they didn't she give her new stuff. I'll plot? give you that. Yes. Okay, we talked about this to death. All right, so we are going to take a quick break. And when we're back, royalty. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to royalty. I think it's been literally what six weeks since we've done royalty last um so hopefully people have enjoyed the other things that we've done um but don't be worried we're still as messy as always and my royalty this week involves none other than yours truly um it's very quick it was the most on-brand friday morning i've ever had in my life and it was a couple of weeks ago so let me set the scene so thursday Waited around all day. Lord was releasing solar power that night. I was staying up until midnight to listen to it. So around 11 o'clock, I like threw on like a little playlist that I made to like get ready to like start the new album at midnight, made some martinis, listened to the album, went through it twice, still drinking martinis. I was trashed by the time I went to sleep around like 2.30. And I got up for work at 5.30 that morning, and I decided I was going to go into the office that day. So I wake up. I'm feeling like a little bit hungover, feeling not the best. But I was like, whatever. It's okay. Um, But I had this craving for, you know how Starbucks has those, like, bacon, egg, and gouda sandwiches? Bitch. So craving I'm so in love with those. Holy shit. I don't know what they stick in them, but craving them. So I was like, all right, I'm going to pop out. I'm going to, on my way to work, I'm going to stop at the Starbucks on the corner for me. Get me a fucking like bacon, egg and Gouda and some coffee because I need it. I am feeling hungover as hell. So I'm already running late, leaving the house. I finally leave. I head up to Starbucks. It's closed for renovation overnight they randomly decided to close it so i said okay there's two more that are on the way when i tell you that each of those fucking starbucks were both closed also no idea what was going on i couldn't get into the parking lot couldn't get into the drive-thru all that shit was closed and so then as i'm like driving around trying to find these this uh, just a fucking bacon, egg, and gouda sandwich. I start to f- have that feeling in my stomach that I'm like, you know what? I am not feeling great. And I'm thinking that I'm going to feel sick. And anyone who knows me personally knows that I love to throw up. Not actually love it. I hate it, Excuse but it happens me, all the time. You throw it up happens- Amanda, I throw up constantly. I throw up at the slightest thing. It's, I don't know what the problem is. My stomach is very sensitive to things. I throw up in a heartbeat. Um, So I'm driving out. Well, there's no, I was like, there's nowhere for me to stop. So let me tell you, whenever I fucking pull into murder Kroger into the parking lot, there are just 
Like there's so many like homeless people where I'm like wandering around the parking lot. I pull out, I'm like, oh my God, I can't go into the bathroom in here because Kroger is closed because it's it's too early. So they're not open. So I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. So I pull into a parking lot in the very, or parking spot in the back of the lot. There's people around everywhere. I get out of my car. I go around to the side of my car, throw up. I stand up. I make eye contact with somebody who's standing on their balcony, like right next to me on the phone. And they're just staring at me. And I just waved at him. Get back in my fucking car. And I like start heading to work. And I finally was like able to find a a Starbucks that had what I needed. And I waited like 20 minutes to get it. They got my order wrong two times. I literally told the barista, I was like, listen, I don't feel good. I was like, I need something. Like, can I have a snack? Like, I don't even like I know y'all are busy. Can I get one of these? Like, just something. Cause I'm about to throw up a second time. Um but then I finally got my stuff. I listened to more solo proud on the way to work and I didn't throw up again. Oh, I mean, I did since then that was three weeks ago, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point was that I threw up in the murder Kroger parking lot and start, almost got harassed by people. And then I also saw a man on the, on the balcony who had you a nice would little, pull up to murder Kroger. Cause you're a murderer. Like, pull up girl. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I was going somewhere else with that. Joke. <laughs> Jack doesn't like when I throw up. No, I, I'm oh, really I disturbed think. by your gastro problems. Like, you need to get that shit checked out. You and Sherry both. Sherry used to be fucking puking every fucking where we went. She threw up in my car. She threw up in Panera Bread. Like, she's throwing up fucking everywhere. I need you to pull over because I don't feel good. They go, you better not throw up in this car. And I go, then I need you to pull the car over because I'm, I'm not feeling good. Like, Well, that's why I started making my own yogurt. I'm taking my life by the reins. Give me that little shameless plug, bitch. Let's go ahead and say that's why. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Um, my royalty is not super recent, but it needs to be discussed because when we were on a hiatus, all of this information came out and it's just honestly fucking crazy. And it's piping hot tea if I've ever heard of it. So do you guys know Army Hammer? This is what I need group participation. Mm-hmm. Do you know Army sure Hammer? Do. Okay, great. He's fine as hell. Like, you know, we know him from Call Me By Your Name, a whole bunch of other shit. Sexy ass. Someone spilled the tea about his sexual preferences in bed. And like, honestly, I don't think that that's okay. I don't think people should be shamed for their kinks, the things they like to do when, you know, they're with their their partner in a private space. And at first I was like, oh, you know what? I don't think I'm okay with this shaming of Army Hammer. Let his freak flag fly, you know? Well... I started to look into it because it was really fucking everywhere and no one could stop talking about it. So I was like, you know, let's look at this. And it's like everyone's saying he's into BDSM and shit. I'm like, okay, that's, I don't see what's wrong with that. I've seen 50 shades of gray. It never offended me much. Um, But then we start to realize the things that he's saying are less BDSM and more cannibalistic example. Um, He, his sexual fetishes include um, drinking his partner's blood, cutting off their toes. Um, he's admitted to being a cannibal. Um, yeah, he's been very physically violent with women. Um, and so when all of this came out, obviously, Army Hammer's camp, like, vehemently denied this because who the fuck would ever agree to admitting to doing those things, right? Or saying those things. So people were like, I don't think it's true. Army Hammer said it's not true. Well, then people started releasing the receipts of all of these fucking Instagram DMs. Who the fuck DMs incriminating evidence if you're a fucking famous actor of him saying, I'm thinking about breaking your bones. Talk to me. Text me. He's saying... Um, text me about breaking your bones while I'm, I don't even want to use this, the trigger R word, and I'll send you the voice note while I come while reading it. My cock is in my hand. And I'm thinking of breaking your ribs. He wants to brand you, tattoo you, mark you, shave your head and keep your hair with me, cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me. Okay. 
I'm so sorry. Like, this is just too much. Like, what the fuck? He wants... Shane, what would you do if a man said he was he wants to cut off a piece of your skin and wants to watch you cook that piece of skin for him? Listen, there's a block button for a reason. Anyway, he continues. I want you to cut off a piece of your skin and cook it for me. I mean, I feel like the test can be endless. Whose slave-master relationship is the strongest? We'd win. When I tell you to slit your wrists and use the blood as lube for anal... Like, he is truly fucking deranged. Like, it's way further than being. Like, do you want me to call myself Clarice while we do it, too? This is Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Like, what is... No. He, there's so many serial killers happening in this one situation. You're giving me that Australian woman who chopped up her husband and then served the food to her kids. You're giving me Hannah Oh my Lecter. god, I forgot about her. Yeah, that's what that's what you're giving me. She would love that. She's in jail right now, life in prison. So if you'd like to do that with her, Oops. sir, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So he was also basically this one woman says she was having an affair with him for years. And then all these other women start coming out of the woodworks. This one lady said that he wanted to carve her heart out and eat it. Um, yeah, he also like was very physically violent with these women and some of them posted pictures of like what their bodies look like after having a sexual encounter with them um he also told this one girl he wants to remove her ribs and eat them um yeah and obviously now his former wife has filed for divorce and um they are uncoupling for obvious reasons but that's basically my royalty. Wait, it's the fact that wait. So he was doing this while he was married. On top of all that, yeah, he's a cheater. I didn't know that. I thought he was single. Yeah. Oh no. No. Yeah. And the thing wait. is, even if it was an open relationship situation, like at that point, <laughs> it's an open relationship for sex. It's not an open relationship for cannibalism. Like, <laughs> do you know no. that meme from like Judge Judy where that woman she like is looking like this? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right now. Like where she gets caught cheating and the judge catches her and she goes. <laughs> that the what no yeah well basically he's been fired from like every single project that had that he was tied to at this point although his lawyers are vehemently denying that any of this is real um and there's like a couple of other like really weird shit things that were happening like he was moving out of his house to like a new disclosed loca- undisclosed location because he's being like stalked and followed by paparazzi and there was a fucking rope bound mannequin torso that was left behind by the fucking movers like he's fully a deranged person and i'm just gonna go ahead and say this this is completely unsubstantiated for the record this is totally a rumor you cannot sue me because i went ahead and said this up up front i think that he's killed somebody because the way that people are reacting to all of this like yes it's one thing that he's like saying all of this shit to these women and it's like fucked up is it enough for him to get fired from every single project that he's been on like his lawyers like dropped him as a client he had to find new lawyers like it's all really weird for like kind of hearsay i guess we do know that he said it but like to our knowledge he hasn't actually physically harmed anyone right so i find that the reaction to this news is very very brash and i think it's because they know something that we don't know aka he killed somebody i can agree with you but i think what's actually happening is the fbi probably opened up a profile on him and they're investigating that's a serial killer it is. And there are people who are um, who have like connected like all of these missing people or like unsolved murder cases to like places that he was close by or like where places where he like lived. And I'm like, you know, I'm not saying that I believe it, but I do feel like the reaction to all of this shit is enough for me to kind of raise my eyebrows and say, I feel like we don't have the whole story here, but we're going to find out. This is anyway. Don't fuck with cats. It is giving don't fuck with cats. And that is my royalty about army hammer. Who's going to the slammer. Sherry, 
What's yours? Is that the name of the episode? Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Sherry, every single episode, you call out the name of the episode. Every single one. <laughs> or it'll be, I'm a colorist. Um, it's one of those. That's two. actually a good one. It might have to be, I'm a colorist. <laughs> okay. That'll get some views. That'll be people going, oh, I have to listen That's to this now. <laughs> Okay, so mine is actually some social media drama, which is hilarious to me. This is what I live for. I'm a really petty bitch. I love gossip. I just don't want to be involved in it, but I'll tell it. Mine is actually something I saw on Twitter, which is where I get most of my news, as you know, and it was a meme and it was that Incredibles meme. You know, that villain who like kidnapped Mr. Incredible because he he snubbed him when he was a child. Yes. The guy with the what red was hair. his name again? Syndrome. Syndrome. Okay. Syndrome. Well, you know, such a syndrome. good name. So you see like in this meme is a side by side like of the situation that I'm about to tell where syndrome is like being snubbed by Mr. Incredible. And then the tagline for the next one says, well, then no one will be able to be a superhero. And someone was like, it's giving me this. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So I see an article on insider.com. This is the title. A man who said, he quit a $100,000 job to try to work for Logan Paul went viral after the YouTuber turned him down on camera motherfucker this shit had me hot i said wait what i, I found question. out the details i have a question before you go any further yes. what is this person's ethnicity <laughs> i muted myself because you know the ethnicity to say it i wanted to be wrong but okay it sounds about white go ahead <laughs> that might be the name of the episode what <laughs> Okay, so this is how the encounter started. It was on TikTok, of course. So if you don't know who Logan Paul is, he is a social media YouTuber person. He has 23 million followers on YouTube with his brother, and he's also a boxer. So you see him hanging out with all the celebrity boxers. This guy on TikTok, I don't know what possessed him to do this, decided that he was going to drive 12 hours to where Logan Paul was to ask him for a job after quitting his $100,000 a year job right before. So was this for social media clout or he did this? Well, just... let me finish the story because okay, <laughs> let me finish the story. I think that's what he was trying to do, but it didn't work. So he drives out there and he is able to get in front of Logan Paul to which he says <laughs> this TikTok has 12.5 million views because it was it's just outrageous this guy's name is austin wallace he is a welder he's 22 years old making a hundred thousand dollars doing fucking doing fucking nothing okay so the tiktoker well we'll call him tiktoker for all intents and purposes shows up after um he's there for his brother's fight and he's like hey man um i just quit my job and i just really want to work for you to which logan paul says to him okay what are you good at to which austin wallace says i can do tiktok dances to which logan paul says ask him a question i don't know if you've got what it takes and wallace says i don't then logan paul says then why should i give you a job why would i do that <laughs> then Paul Logan Paul says, I cannot give you a job. He said his team is locked. And then he added, go make content and do stuff with your friends. I'm glad you quit your job. It takes balls to do that. But now you got to activate. Yo, Stop. This <laughs> what? This is this not is real. Video. Uh, this is video. Who posted this? Did the man post this? Or did yes. Austin or Logan? Austin posted it. This Yo, man accosted him. Simp. He's a while simp. He <laughs> Truly, and truly. That's sipping for Logan Paul. Right. Logan Paul was confused. He was like, what are you doing here? So then this man. So the meme I'm looking at with that Incredibles reference is him walking up to him. Logan Paul looking all excited. That's the first screen grab. The second screen grab where he kind of has Mr. Incredible up in arms. He's like, no one can be a superhero is this man post another tiktok and he's crying in his car no crying in his, crying in his, you guys <laughs> this is on video crying in his car 
about what he should do next. <laughs> he says, I want to act. I want to do these things. I don't know what to do. I did come up here by myself. I do have family, but we're not the closest. And I don't have really close friends. So the story went viral. Most people went at him like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? First of all, you're making $100,000 during a pandemic. Like, stay there. The, you're quitting. <laughs> what, what just happened to you? He begged for his job back. <laughs> he got it back. I think because he was just so embarrassed. And he went on someone's podcast and said, I failed. But there was definitely a silver lining coming. And that's the end of my story. That was just what in the Logan, actual fuck? Logan Paul, Logan really, Paul. really looked at him and said, "Go home, buddy. I work alone." <laughs> he said, "Bro, like, he literally said my squad's locked. Turn I'm that good, bitch into, turn that bitch into syndrome. Like that man's gonna start killing people now." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to find the, the meme because now that you know the story, this shit is so funny because you see Logan Paul like this. And the guy's like, yay! And I, in the next screen grab, he's crying. I literally was like, no, this can't be real. Let me tell you something. Social media has completely <laughs> single-handedly ruined humanity for the rest of our fucking lives. We'll never, ever, ever be normal again. This man quit his fucking job that pays him money <laughs> to... Do you, first of all, he wants to work for Logan Paul. Doing what? He doesn't have a company. Like, what do you want to do for him? wipe his ass like i just don't understand it's not like there is an open, there's not like there's an open position for this man to fill you just want to literally be around logan paul as your job he wants yes. to be his literal jester like i can do tiktok dances for you while you're on while you're getting your ass beat in the boxing ring like God, <laughs> in response to what are you good at he says i'm good at tiktok dances uh, dog what this is where i feel like i know my I'm favorite because i can't i can't get behind it my favorite was do you think you have what it takes no i don't <laughs> then why would i <laughs> why did you drive 10 hours to say that 12, 12 hours that's what i should be saying in a job interview and instead i'd be fucking lying like i can't yeah, because no, it's he didn't even try to lie you guys, you can't make that shit up. You can't. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I'm so happy to be able to share this story with you on the pod. Well, we know who won. And it wasn't Austin Wallace. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> it was, was either Shane throwing up or the cannibal. I was the winner. I mean, aren't the people supposed to decide? This is not an oligarchy. You're right. Well... You know the drill. We're going to post a poll. You tell us who you think should win royalty. Um, if you don't answer correctly, be careful. Army Hammer is on the loose and he can find you and he will kill Amanda you. Amanda Hammer. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Not Amanda Hammer. Whatever, girl. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Say La Tea. We will miss you, but we will talk to you again next week, sweetie girl. All right, everyone. Oh enjoy God. your weekend. <laughs> Can I fucking help you? I didn't like that. Jane. I didn't like that. Oh, look, one thing he doesn't like. Finally. Anything actually good he finds an issue with. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and count us out. Ready? Three, two, one. We out. Bye, everyone.